finally got some NFL ratings. So last Thursday night, that was the kickoff of the NFL season. It was down double digits from a year earlier. I'm sorry. Point of order. You didn't ask, am I ready for some football? <laughs> you just, like, jumped into it. Hell oh, that, yeah. Oh, that party. Oh, yeah. Super. So they were down double digits for the opening game, which featured Tom Brady, oh. usually a pretty good draw. And the Chiefs, who are a fine team. And and last year was down double digits from the year before. We're in the broadcasting world. You drop 10% or more. Two years in a row, you got problems. I mean, you're you're in panic mode. But so, you know, is that an anomaly, a hurricane, blah, blah, blah? I don't know. Uh, Sunday night was down 13% from a year ago. Well, good. the the Sunday day games were down. The only thing that oh, had an uptick games. was the, the, the Sunday night game okay. had a small increase. But Everything the day else was down. The day games were down 13%. Wow. Wow is right. Mm. Holy cow. Uh, that hurts. What is going on there? They'll be asking that question. You get a couple games into the season and this holds, which I'll bet it does. Um, the questions are going to be asked because it ain't. They, they were really hoping it was the election last year. You just people are so into so into Hillary Trump. They just that's that's why they're not watching mm. football. Yeah, we we didn't think that was probably it. And it. Apparently, it's not. You know, there can be a little truth to a lot of different things, but you know, somebody uh, I got sucked into the YouTube vortex last night briefly, and I came across. The top song from each year, 1940 through 2016. I was, I was dancing with my darling. Like that sort of yes. stuff way back in the day. Yes. Well, and, and, and you know, it was funny. I, it, I was already past when I was supposed to be in bed when I started it, and it was like 17 minutes long. Um, you didn't get tired of it after a while? Okay, 1973. Here we go. No, because all good. the clips were quite short, mm. you know, because you can do the math if you'd like, but that is 76 little clips, so mm. they add up. Uh, so anyway, um, I'll tell you something about music. Things are really hot until they're not hot anymore. Then something else is hot. The National Football League got very, very hot. Huge, crazy. It's still crazy huge. Still ungodly amounts of money washing around. Could just be it's not going to be as hot anymore. Hockey used to be huge. It was the big four. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey. When I was a kid, that's the way you looked at it. Nobody would say that now. Now it would be kind of silly. Uh to mention hockey in the same breath as football. Um, things come and they go. It could be as simple as that. I don't know. I don't know. You become aware of the flaws of it or the same thing over and over again. Or, or, and, or who knows why things come yeah. in and out of style. Yeah. Why Why do we like black appliances for a while, then we want silver appliances, then we want green appliances because it looks yeah. like the 70s? I don't know. Just do. Well, now, if I'd just taken a third of my oil fortune and bought an NFL franchise, I'd be very, very interested in what's going on. Yeah. But um, I haven't. I have no oil fortune. Uh, so we got this uh, very uh, nice note from Kesia. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's how I pronounce that, Kesia. Um, uh, hey, Angie, I'm a fairly new listener. I enjoy the way you guys present the news and provide information that helps people better, better understand what's happening in the world. One of the things that I would say needs improvement would be the way in which you approach issues related to minority groups. You approach it in a manner that sounds dismissive. That may not be your intention or the actual case. But as someone who is listening, that's what I hear. You come off as annoyed that you have to be reminded of the injustices that occur in the world through means that are not always the best, i.e. kneeling during the national anthem. Speaking of football and the various uh, reasons people are trotting out for why it may be less uh, popular, that it's become more political. 
By being so dismissive, you perpetuate this idea that it's better to not know and minority groups are burdening people by forcing them to remember that everyone doesn't experience America in the same way. Again, I don't believe this is what you mean to portray. However, this is the feeling I get when I listen to you. Uh, And then she goes on uh, a little more about uh, the football thing. Um, So, uh, number one, thank you for an absolutely uh, lovely, respectful, intelligent, and and interesting uh, note. I would tell you this. A couple of frustrations of this job are, number one, everybody doesn't listen to every show all day. They the should. The whole show every day. You really should. Um, At least try. I, I don't even do that. Um, yeah, I see you, your eyes get vacant sometimes. They kind of you see you flipping through newspaper. Texting I do my about wife. two hours. Yeah. You're, you're good for two hours. You know what? We'll take it, Michael. <laughs> we'll take two hours. Thank you. So, you know, often we'll express uh, one facet of something at one point and then another facet of it at, at another time just because the idea to exhaustive the idea of exhaustively discussing every topic every time it comes up i mean it would not only be exhaustive it would be exhausting so we don't do that so you know it's, you don't get the whole meal sometimes one segment you get the meat the other you know an hour and a half later you get the potatoes and so you know it's one of the frustrations of the job it's a pretty good job i'm not complaining um the other thing is the narrative of the media, the mainstream media, in particular, in particular, the progressive media on the West Coast is so wildly politically correct and just gushing in one direction. Some of what we do is a reaction to that. It's a counterbalance. It's it's like the counter argument at a debate. But if you were to ask me for a full description of what I think about an issue, I would probably shade it a bit differently. So, you know, I'm advocating for for I'm I'm trying to pull it back to the middle, Keshia, Keshia. Um, and so if it comes off in the way you described, that's unfortunate, and that is something I absolutely keep in mind. And a lovely note. Now I will tell you this. Here are a couple of stories. Jameel Hill, who's an African-American woman who co-hosts a Sports Center spinoff called SC6 with Michael and Jamel, which I had never heard of, um, unloaded on the president and his supporters as racists and white supremacists in a string of tweets. Um, wow, they characterize the quotes, but don't have them. I'll have them for you here. Are you freaking kidding me? I assume they were in here. That is unfreaking. Well, this actually, Akishia, this is kind of what I'm talking about. This is in the Hill. Um, if, you know, somebody of another political bent or another color had said the kind of things she said, you would have every single word, letter, and punctuation mark in the press. For some, whatever reason, the Hill has decided eh, we're not gonna we're not gonna print that stuff. That, that, there's no reason to print it. They're protecting her because she's making a I would say far far left, very racially provocative point, and completely indefensible. By the way, it's really disgusting what she said and insulting. Um, but she hasn't been fired yet. She'd be fired in five seconds were she a white guy saying is something as racially insensitive as she was. And I realize the black experience, the white experience are different. But so you got ESPN just terrified. They don't know what to do when somebody says something completely indefensible. Here's a rapper fella who's got a video where he teaches his black son to hang a white kid. And in the video, they actually hang the white boy. The little kid. Beautiful stuff. Now. 
This is some guy who's trying to break through, trying to do something wildly outrageous to get attention. I don't think it's going to result in widespread hangings of white children. I really don't. But it's a horrifying thing to do. Horrifying. Inexcusable. And it ought to be getting more attention than it's getting. So is our show sometimes a counterweight to the complete bias of the San Francisco Chronicle, the Alphabet Networks, the mainstream media? Yes. Yes, it is. Do you have the actual, uh, what they said there, Sean? Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has largely surrounded himself with other white supremacists. That's one tweet. Um, another one, Trump is the most ignorant, offensive president of my lifetime. His rise is a direct result of white supremacy, period. Wow. Uh, he is unqualified and unfit to be president. He is not a leader. And if he were not white, he would never would have been elected. Hmm. Those are the three that... Uh, well, number yeah. one, he's not a white. He's orange. Oh yeah, that's that's a hell of a thing to say. That's a hell of a view of of um, hardworking people who are just trying to feed their families. So those people that swung Pennsylvania that voted for Obama twice were they uh, they're white they're, supremacists? They're, they're they're racists, but they thought they'd get a better deal. Likewise, Wisconsin. Yep, all those people who elected uh, Barack Obama twice are now white supremacists. That's correct. Um, I'll hit you with three texts we got about the NFL that pretty much summarizes it. So this is from a cop. We cops don't even talk about football in our briefings anymore. Used to all the time. I didn't watch baseball for a decade after the 94 strike, and I'm ten times more pissed off about the NFL. Unless Goodell mandates that they stand, I won't consider watching again. Hmm. So that's that view. The National Football League needs to get their players to respect the American public or they'll lose more viewership. Another text. So there's a couple on the whole kneeling in the National Anthem, which certainly plays, a, would say, a big chunk of the drop in ratings. Then there's the people are tired of the National Felons League. Got several of those kind of things. There's that. Yeah, because that wears on you. Yeah. And uh, and then I'm just tired of football, which I don't know how much of that is. You can just get tired of something. As a lot of listeners know, I was a huge Niners honk for a long time. Big fan. Um, I would watch their games and then sometimes rewatch the second half. I'd mm-hmm. zap through it, but I was that into it. Um, and there were several people... That I found myself saying, yeah, for, and then would remember, oh, that's right, they beat down their wife. Or I used to love, oh, God, I was so into him, because he was so, like, working class, not a star, blah, blah, blah. Who's that redheaded fullback? Uh, it's Bruce Miller. Bruce Miller, who ended up being a freaking lunatic, and he beat down some old man in his oh, in yeah. his own hotel room. Yeah, he was drunk. Right. He busted. Turns out, and he, then a couple other stories came out about him. I thought... I can't yell and cheer for a human being like that. I don't care if he's carrying a football. I don't care if he's giving a speech. I don't care if it's his grocery store. If I find out the manager of my favorite, let's see, what do I do? Uh, what do I, where do I shop? Where do I go? Uh, like a music store. If I find out the guy who um, runs my favorite music store, who a lot of you know who it is, I'm not going to mention it because he doesn't do anything like this. If I find out he's a wife beater, you think I'm going to go buy an effing guitar from him? No, no way. Not a chance. So I find myself yelling and cheering for people who I know are, are loathsome humans. I just, I couldn't anymore. And then it's just a cumulative effect. So you add all these things up, you add a little of this, you add a little of that, and right. then at some point it crosses a line to where, you know, I got other things to do. You know where the bloom is relative to the rose, Jack? Mm. Off. Uh-oh. I was going to say on. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't jump in there. Yeah, that would have been incorrect. <laughs> right. Why? And then you just throw in all that coinciding with the, I got a smartphone in my hand, so I got all the entertainment on Earth at uh, 
anytime I want it, that makes it tough. You know, final note for Keisha, we love everybody. Every American. Everybody deserves their full constitutional rights at every minute of their life. And whenever they don't get them, we're with you. 100%. Fight the power. Punch violence in the face. That's right. Um... Are we going to talk about that horrible story or not? Probably stay away from it? I don't know. We probably ought to mention it. It's horrifying. John, you can't be at Super Bowl without without being proud. Nah, never mind. (laughs) I don't have the heart. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We got a little breaking news tweet to hit you with in just a second. First, these texts from the text line, which is 415-295-KFTC. Hi, guys. I'm sick and tired of hearing people who voted for Trump uh, d- uh, described as racist or white supremacist. I'm Mexican. My husband is from Mexico, and everybody else that I know voted for Trump. I'm tired of hearing it. You know, um, I know most Hispanics voted Hillary, but uh, yeah, so... I don't know what you tell those people. Yeah, they're Hispanic and they voted for Trump. Seventy percent—that's millions of people who didn't. Millions, uh, which is why it's so lazy and stupid for her to say what she said. Hi guys, I received my first Gallup poll in the mail called "U.S. Public Views on the Media," and it asked questions like, "How subjective or unbiased do you think your news sources are? How much do you trust the media?" So I look forward to the results when hmm. they uh, when they come out. Me too. And is it actually a Gallup poll, or did they just use that like? Is a term for a poll. No, it says Gallup, capital G A L V. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to hearing those. Yeah. Uh, and more of these was a major NFL fan stopped watching with Kaepernick. Uh, I don't like the disrespect. That that might have been the major thing for a lot of people. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Not 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 so much. Well, I'm speaking for myself specifically for. Um, his stand or his cause or his point of view, which, you know, I find thoroughly defensible, but bringing divisive, ugly politics to a football show. I mean, if I go to a baseball game and, you know, and... and happened and, last night. Do you see that big racism sign that somebody unfurled at Fenway, no. I think? What happened? Racism is part of America or something like that. Okay. Big giant sign. Great. And every other country, by the way, I'd like you to show me the country throughout history that doesn't have racism. You know what? That's... Racism as a, is as American as baseball. Was there you the go. Sign. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I had a couple of different exhibits for this. There is a seriously quasi-fascist movement that is huge in India. In fact, the ruling party right now is at least very sympathetic to it. And I know I will get angry emails on this, but from uh, Indian American listeners, but um, the uh, the Hindu nationalist movement, where anybody who's not a Hindu is uh, scum and ought to be uh, ethnic cleansed or moved or beat the hell out of them or murdered or jailed or whatever, is gaining steam in India. Tribalism. There's the, uh, oh, what's the name of that ethnic group that all of a sudden everybody's talking about in uh, in Myanmar? They're They're taking it on the chin. They're a Muslim minority, and they're getting murdered by the dozens, by the government. By militia groups, et cetera, et cetera. It is the most horrific, rampant, violent, heartless, disgusting, inhuman tribalism. It's happening all over the world at every moment. The idea that people... Always has. Well, right. It always has, and it, and it always will. Now, it doesn't have to be that ugly, but the idea that somehow you can shame people into not feeling affinity for people, quote-unquote, like them, is just 
dumb. What you can do is build a society where you say, okay, I get that you're a little more comfortable with people that look like you and talk like you and grew up like you, but we all have to respect each other. We all have to enforce each other's constitutional rights, and we've got to cherish the idea that we're all created equal and that we'll judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. That is the only option. The idea that one group was dominant, so now they have to be, you know, punished and hated and driven out or whatever, and then we'll have racial justice is the ugliest sort of fallacy. So I got one more thing before we get to the tweet that's going to launch a thousand conversations, perhaps. Wow. Uh, or not. I don't know. Maybe you'll just roll your eyes. I hope they're short because I already have plans. Oh, uh, this story just came out. Uh, they think they found St. Peter's bones. Peter, one of the disciples, the big one, the main one. Crucified upside down. That Peter. First among equals. Denied Christ three times and felt real bad about it. Your first pope. Really. Right. Um So they think he, they found his bones in a thousand-year-old church. They found a little uh, little uh, clay pot there. It says, said Peter's bones. Basically, it said these are Peter's bones and had some bones in it. So they're going to go to DNA testing. But these might, they've long believed the bones were uh, underground. Uh, been saying that they're under the Vatican forever, but they're under this other church just over there. And hey, I'm uh, sorry, did you say in Italy? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Thousand year old church in in Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. I don't know what that'll mean for people. But... Well, wow, that's interesting. Um, you know, it'll probably rekindle interest in the historical uh, Peter. Um, uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, the DNA testing. I mean. It's not like, you know, Peter's uh, great-grandson is kicking around. He's, oh, I'd be happy to give a cheek swab. I mean, I, I they'll probably figure out where he was from and the uh, the rough age of the bones and that yeah, sort of I stuff. If I, they suppose. Can, I suppose if they can put it around, I think Peter was uh, crucified, I'm guessing, around 50. Right. If, if they can name it around right. then and... Uh, if it's clearly a Nordic guy who grew who died 100 years ago. It's, it's not old St. Pete. Or an 8-year-old girl. Right. Or anything like that. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, Interesting. So there you go. Good now the hunt for Paul. Peter's bones. Uh, So here's a tweet from Ann Coulter, who just tweeted. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, this is in response to uh, Trump's talking about the the possible DACA deal with increased border security. That's not necessarily a deal. She says, at this point, who doesn't want Trump impeached? And a follow-up tweet, if we're not getting a wall, I'd prefer President Pence. The wall. God, the stupid, stupid wall. Speaking of, Joe calls them blonde-leggy she-fascists. Uh, I may have occasionally, but it was a joke. Laura Ingram uh, had a pretty harsh tweet about Trump. Laura Ingram is entirely different than Ann Holter. Oh, yeah. I have great respect for Laura Ingram. Yes, but you used to lump them together, and I thought it was funny when you'd call them all leggy she-fascists. Well, that's... Leggy tended to be ridiculous. Now people actually call people fascists they don't like, and it's not funny anymore. That's true. That's true. So Ann Coulter's on the impeachment train for Trump. All right. What's funny is that she will still be protested as a pro-Trump speaker when she comes to Berkeley. True, true that. Well, that all Trump supporters are white supremacists, you see. So that's you got that going for you. Yeah, so right. what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, I got to tell you, stories about a DACA deal shifting from hour to hour. We have the latest. Those mysterious health attacks on U.S. diplomats in Cuba. Oh, I'm are, glad you're bringing that up. Are continuing, and boy, are they weird. It's time to put a missile right in the middle of the, the presidential palace in Cuba. And it's overdue. And, wow. <laughs> and 60 Minutes is adding a new superstar reporter. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Huh. Mm, I like my reporters to be at least 85, 90 years old. Mm. 
So I hope it's not somebody that's like 60 or something. That'd be weird. You know, Some Marshall. young buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I'll, uh, I'll wait to hear all the facts on the Cuba thing, but we're, we're due for a, for a quick, morale-boosting, easily winnable war. When was the last time we overran a Caribbean nation? It's been years. Empires usually do that now and then. Come on, just the same practice. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So Ann Coulter tweets out, who doesn't want to impeach Trump now because of the whole amnesty Don thing? Because we impeach people for having policies we don't like now. <laughs> what the hell, Ann? And uh, Laura Ingram tweeted, when does American working class without real wage increase in 15 years and who send their kids to overcrowded public schools get their amnesty? Now, that's an interesting and more subtle point. So he's getting see it. See her, 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 what she's working at. He's getting it from the blonde conservatives today, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, Ladies, please. News now with Marshall Phillips. Meanwhile, the stories about a DACA deal continue shifting from hour to hour. CBS reporter Stephen Portnoy with the latest twist. After you may have heard the Democrats claimed overnight a deal was reached that the president agreed to legal status for the Dreamers. Last hour, Mr. Trump's spokeswoman said such a package could lead to citizenship. Conservatives have been erupting on this news. Moments ago, on landing in Fort Myers, Florida, where the president is touring hurricane damage, Mr. Trump said any deal for DACA recipients has to be based on an understanding with Democrats about the wall. We have to have an understanding that whether it's in the budget or some other vehicle, in a fairly short period of time, the wall will be funded. Otherwise, we're not doing anything. And contradicting his spokesperson, the president said citizenship for DACA recipients is not being discussed. Don't! Round and round it goes. So he didn't contradict Nancy Pelosi. He contradicted uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Laura Ingram also tweeted last night, The Art of the Steel in all caps. Oh, I get what she did there. President and First Lady are indeed in Florida viewing storm damage. Power is still out for millions of Floridians, and now there's particular worries about nursing homes in that state. After eight elderly people died after a Florida nursing home's air conditioning system went out in the wake of the hurricane. The nursing home was just across the street from a hospital that was fully operational and could have taken care of the nursing home patients. Well... That is a complete failure to execute the most basic and minimal acts of human decency. Well, I so mean, that is that is unforgivable. Did all the employees abandon the old people there, and and they couldn't didn't have the where for wherewithal mentally or physically to take care of themselves, or did the employees not think? Well, that's funny. Across the street at the giant hospital, they have electricity. It's awful hot in here, and these people are old, so maybe we should get them over there. Did well, not a single or? person either thought it or took the initiative to do something about it. That's just astonishing. Yeah. New details about a string of mysterious health attacks on U.S. diplomats in Cuba indicate the incidents were narrowly confined within specific rooms or parts of rooms. Okay, we're, get, we're, we're getting closer to the truth. Now, have you, are you going to set up the story for people not hit to this? 
about the ongoing uh, ongoing attacks of some sort of they're, they're called sonic attacks, right? Which have been which have been rendering a diplomats sometimes they lose their memories, they cannot speak correctly. It's well, almost it's like they've had per- a stroke, permanent hearing loss, including mm-hmm. profound right. hearing loss. They've deafened a number of our people. They've caused them brain damage, right? The neurological brain dysfunction, trauma. Mm-hmm. brain trauma. They're they're somehow torturing. Our diplomats in Cuba. Now, who is doing it is is as yet unclear. But go on, Marsh. What else do they have? Well, investigators say they haven't found a culprit. They haven't found a device. They say the facts and the physics are not adding up at all. New details about the attacks. In one case, an American was jolted from his bed in a Havana hotel by a blaring, grinding noise. It went silent when he moved a few feet away, and it returned when he went back to bed. So it was in just that one area around where he was sleeping that what uh, the sonic attack was occurring. I tell you what, if they get any substantive information that it was agents of the Cuban government, we need to level their freaking top government building, whatever it is. No, no, we're going to withdraw diplomats or, or, or this is an official protest at the U.N. We need to level their freaking government. Just send a, a handful of cruise missiles in there. Say, you do that again, it's going to be five times this. Good Lord. They tortured our diplomats. And, and they're like, we don't know what happened. Well, right, and it's no different than if they had drugged them out of their building and beaten them in the streats. I don't know why you would treat it any differently. Right. It is exactly the same. Um, so how much involvement does Russia still have with Cuba? Any chance Putin's behind this? Well, they are allies, and that's the thing. We got to yep. figure out who actually did it. I mean, you'd hate to have it, you know, to uh, go with the Joe plan and find out it was somebody else. And, you know. <laughs> that is the downside of the Joe plan. <laughs> yeah, bummer. Well, that's why I said let's figure out what's going on, and then if we find out it was agents of the Cuban government, unleash holy freaking hell! I am surprised that yeah. the, the the talk is not more extreme about this. Hey, President Tough Guy, do you have anything to say about this? Yeah, and it's been going on and on and on now for quite a while. And lastly, 60 Minutes is adding a new cast member slash reporter. Something new for their 50th anniversary year. Oprah Winfrey's joining the show oh, and is going to report a story next week about America's political divide. Hmm. Oprah Winfrey is the new correspondent for 60 Minutes. You know, throughout the years, they've, stars for, of 60 Minutes have come and gone. Sure. Their ratings, though, have stayed strong, solid and strong for years, decades. Yeah. 50 years they've been on the air now. Anyway, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Yeah, I'm strong and getting show. Here's my 60 Minutes imitation. Yep. How, how long have they been on the air? 50 years. 50 years they've been on the air? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, 50 years. 50 years yes. on the air. Yeah. F- 50, 5 oh, that, that's <laughs> yeah. what I said. 50 years. So yeah. They've been on the air for 50 years? I'm sorry, were you staying in Cuba recently? You seem to have a hard time understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no, I worked for 60 minutes. Yeah. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice. Of the West. I like the 60 Minutes, and I think Oprah will be you good. You like the 60 Minutes? <laughs> and I yes. think Oprah will be good. He, and he thinks Oprah will be good, Joe. You think Oprah would be good? <laughs> really? Will yes! They, will they make Oprah grow really thick eyebrows to replace, like, Annie Rooney? <laughs> She's a little young, though, and what is she, 60? Yeah, 60-something. 
children. Children on 60 Minutes. No no perspective and insight. So why did the sec- the Secretary of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, want to use an Air Force jet for his honeymoon? Well, he was gonna well pull so that do I, but <laughs> why do you think he could? Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's known that most presidents end up getting drugged. Small dosages of, of, of uh, sedatives till they build it up. Trump's such a bull, he, he hasn't uh, fully understood it yet. But I've talked to people, multiple ones, that, and they believe that they are putting a slow sedative that they're building up that's also addictive in his Diet Cokes and in his iced tea, and that the president, by 6 or 7 at night, is basically slurring his words and is drugged. That's the great Alex Jones. <laughs> Did he start by saying it's it's well known that most presidents get drugged? Yeah, you didn't yes. know that? Yes. By who? Who's who's the, sh- the shadow government? Who's the hermaphroditic frogs? <laughs> <laughs> they were drugging Clinton with Viagra, evidently. What do you think tap water is? <laughs> so who's it's drugging? a gay bomb? Who's two thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual? So does Alex Jones turn off the microphone and just throw back his head in laughter? Fall back on uh, yes. a pile of money? Yeah, and fall on his pile of money? I think so. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. All of you who take every word he says as gospel, feel free to write your always entertaining emails. Always enjoy them. It's well known that all the presidents are drugged by... Oh, wait a minute there. <laughs> it's known that most presidents end up getting drugged. It's known. <laughs> it's known. So let's just move on. <laughs> That settled the fact. Right. <laughs> and, I, and Trump is such a bull, he hasn't figured it out yet because he's oh, just yeah. plowing right through that's it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's another good aspect of it. Trump, big tough guy. <laughs> he's fighting through the drugs. <laughs> so the Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, who might be great with the, with the numbers and the dollars and stuff like that, got an interesting personal life. He's been married a number of times and... And uh, he's an odd looking duck. Young hot wife who talks a lot about uh, what she's wearing and how expensive her stuff is. And oh boy, whatever you know, I don't care about that. Well, he's a Wall Street zillionaire, right? Mm-hmm. And he's funny looking, so he's comp- compensating for being That's a little child funny like looking that. his whole life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they got criticized a couple of different times for using government stuff for things that seemed personal. She, what was her thing? She did something. She was, I believe it was on leaving an airplane. I don't know if it was actually Air Force One or not, but she was hashtagging her Instagram posts with like the, the, the designer of her dresses right, and was right, just right, right. talking about the, the living in luxury sort of lifestyle. Yeah, and it seemed a little uh, royal family-ish. Yeah. yeah, it was a little, uh, mm. just didn't have a good look. And then there was some... I've c- act so far, but I'm prepared to hate her. Go uh, on. Yeah, she's got that look. She really likes the expensive stuff, and he's a gazillionaire. He's a Wall Street gazillionaire, and... Um, hit us with the ages if you can Google that. But uh, so they got criticized for it. Looked like they took a government plane to Kentucky to watch the eclipse. Ah, he found a way to claim that it was part of. They just happened to be in the area during the eclipse, and it was a government work or something like that. But it sure looked like they took a government plane. He and his wife to go see the eclipse in Kentucky, which was the best place to view it, according to most people. I do like the delightfully hickish way you say eclipse. <laughs> And then, please go and, on. And then, uh, so this story came out. And it seems to be confirmed by a number of sources. He is fifty-four. She is thirty-six. Yeah, and uh, so uh, well within the bounds of decency. 
yeah, but it's this is a third number three, I think. Well, and she really likes the bounds of it's pretty clear what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's crazy rich, and she really likes expensive stuff and tweets pictures about it all the time. Look at my new handbag he got me, and that sort of stuff. Wait a second, say those ages again. Fifty-four and thirty-six. Okay, so half of fifty-four is twenty-seven plus seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's two years in the clear. There you go. By the universal rule of what's creepy. And if you're a <laughs> Wall Street gazillionaire, I think all all you know all options are open. Well, and I doubt she, unlike the presidents, she drugged him. Or I'm, I doubt that he drugged her and kidnapped her. Like you know, he's he's Kim Jong Il and and forced her to become his bride. She's in on the deal. But she uh, signed up apparently for their honeymoon because they got married just recently. He had asked for a military plane to fly him to Italy and that sort of stuff. And the Treasury Department very quickly said, no, you can't take one of the military planes to go on your honeymoon. And now the cover story is, well, I needed it for the kind of communications that I need to have at any given moment. As minute to minute. Which the Treasury Department said, we have other ways of doing that. Hey, hey, <laughs> shut up. I'm, I'm the secretary. Quit saying stuff. That's what I would say. He wanted the Blue Angels to fly him and his wife, Italy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Who wouldn't want that? Be very cool. On the other hand, if the plane's already flying, they got a couple extra seats. Mm-hmm. What's the harm? I I hear you. Huh? I I really enjoyed uh, Evan McMullen. You guys remember Evan McMullen? Sure, uh, he was the 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 uh, plucky uh, young conservative lad who who ran for president and was going to win Utah, which would throw the election into the House of Representatives, and then they would uh, appoint. I can't remember somebody. Yeah, his reaction to this was uh, rang very true to me. You don't request taxpayer funding for your honeymoon in a vacuum. You do it when corruption has become a feature of government culture. That's absolutely true. You, that is why I loved Evan McMullen. Yeah, the the fact that you would take a plane to go watch the eclipse is because that sort of thing is done so much. It's the same with that uh, that senator right now that's on trial, and we should be following that because it's really interesting. Oh, Menendez. Yeah, yeah, we really should. Yeah, maybe we'll get a reporter on that for tomorrow. We'll work on that because it's an interesting story. And and uh, he was doing favors for this super rich guy who was giving him tons of money for his campaigns. And he would get hotties into the country because this guy wanted some hot 22-year-old model from some country. So Menendez, as a senator, would make it a high priority to get with immigration or whoever to get the strings pulled and the paperwork signed off so he could get hotties for his good friend who donates him a lot of uh, uh, money to his campaign. And he flew around. He went on, on, on vacations all around the world that this guy paid for. It's very clear that that happened. They're trying to nail down, though, what does, does it cross the line? Is there any... Is there any direct evidence that because that guy flew you on his plane, on vacation, that you did something for him? And without direct evidence of it, it's not against the law, even though, why would you do that? Why are you sending this senator around the world on vacation if you're not getting something from him? We're friends, is the defense. Right. He gives me huge piles of campaign donations, and we're buddies, so we do nice stuff for each other, and the cause of... Sexually ready young Filipino women has always been near and dear to my heart. <laughs> and making sure that if some Peruvian, you know, uh, I, you know, I keep wanting to use the S word and I'm not for some reason. I'm, I'm pulling back. If some young woman who is willing to sleep with fat, rich Americans 
wants to come to this country to pursue her dream. Old, Who fat, am I? rich, old Americans. Old, fat, rich <laughs> Americans. Who am I to stand in her way? Yeah, see, I'm conflicted on this because I'm anti-political favors, but I am pro as many hot 20-something <laughs> models being in this country as possible. So I don't know where I stand on this my, issue. My point was, though... He was okay with making it, and there, there's their documentation. He said top priority to his staff to get these models in from some other country. He was so comfortable. La Bumba. He was comfortable doing that because that sort of thing happens so often. Right. It didn't seem like a big deal. It's within the realm of the reasonable. Yeah. And Mnuchin felt the same way. Well, people do this sort of thing so often, it's not a big deal that I took a plane to go see the... Eclipse with my wife? Can I borrow an Atlas rocket so I can see the eclipse from above? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome. Unbelievable. Just keep growing the government, though. The next round of uh, guys will be honest. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.